0: You're listening to Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.
1: Calgary Flames game day. Get your helmet on. Three regular season matchups to go. 6 o'clock puck drop at Bridgestone Arena. Thursday, 6 o'clock. The Excel Energy Center. And then on Friday, six o'clock at the whatever they call it now in Winnipeg yeah. arena. Canada life something? Sure. I don't know. I'll take your word for it, Dean. I called Batman and I said, listen, Pinder is uh he's <laughs> he's still hung over. He's a quart low. He doesn't hung over. He doesn't have en- enough blood in his head from the weekend in the last couple of weeks. He's very uh he's run right down. I'm going to need you to fire out some 6 o'clock starts this week. We can't Aww. have any 8s, no 8.30s. Don't do it. You know, that's kind of you. And he said, uh, sorry, who's this? How did you get through? And then I hung up after I told him to, to bleep off. Yeah, that sort of thing. Anyway, 6 o'clock tonight, Nashville. Well, while you had him on the
2: line, yeah, yeah. Like what? you got him. Mm-hmm. You had know, the business you'd like to clear up?
1: I, you know what? Gary and I have a, it's a, it's a touchy relationship.
2: But just stop lying he, about Arizona, Gary. Yeah, like you, can, knows, you can acknowledge it blows. He knows it's not that, ideal uh, to play in a 3,500 seat arena. Well,
1: you know what it is? It, it's the slings and arrows that I face always. Uh, it goes back years. Hey, in,
0: and...
1: Yeah, in Batman. Um, it goes back years where somebody else on the show says stuff and then I yeah. end up taking the lumps for it. So he's like, why do you keep doing this impression of me and you're, mm. you you wiggle your head back and forth even though it's radio and no one can see it? Like You don't need to do that. <laughs> when this show gets on television, Ryan, people are really going to enjoy that. Is that the way we're moving? Yeah.
2: See, I thought TV would be expensive and we seem to be uh, averse to... Anything that costs money. So
1: anyway, Batman coming through with a 6 o'clock
2: tonight. I got a list of all the coaches that uh, apparently their deals are up. There's one surprise in here.
1: Frank Saravelli in the previous uh, segment asked him about coaches. When do you wait? You know, oh, we'll have somebody in place before the draft. That sort of thing. No. He feels like it could be a messy weekend. No games are scheduled. We get ready for the playoffs early next week. Yeah, they got that one Seattle yeah. big game. So maybe
2: Dave Haxtall and Mr. Lowry that changed the timelines for them, but who knows? They might stay.
1: Now Frank brought that one up the last time we talked about it. I hadn't thought about Dave Haxtall. We kind of squinted when the hiring was made. So oh, okay, maybe Ron Francis may even know something that we don't. Now, mm-hmm. in fairness, watching them here over the last stretch, they play hard. They will often outshoot opponents. They they're in a lot of games. They there's a lot of fight there. Uh, do you, do you fire a coach after one year of an expansion team when you're the guy that hired him?
2: I didn't like that.
1: I, yeah, I didn't. Uh,
2: and it's weird. I'm seeing here that it's a five-year deal, but I'm also seeing in other places that it's like, oh yeah, no, there's only, they can get it when they want. Like we don't know that what the contract is. The same website in one place has it.
1: We don't know. And the other spot it says, oh, it's five years. But we know that. He was hired a year ago by the sa- by this guy, and that they finished with, or, or you know, sixty points somewhere. That's about where they're going to be. Y- you would expect that, being that it's an expansion team. No, I think... we
2: actually expected a lot better. They, I just think they didn't do a great job in expansion. Well, I don't I think, think the, the team plays with a purpose or a structure that is as strong as it could be. Well, I
1: think you did. Right? You were kind of no, one of those there's guys. there's a lot that of really people thought... that thought
2: they'd be better. And and look, they got the worst goaltending in the league. So that turns a lot of competitive games into uncompetitive ones and turns wins into losses. But what do we know about Dave Haxtell as a coach in the NHL? What's he good at? Can't tell you. It's still a we're not sure kind of hire. It wasn't Boudreau. It wasn't Gallant. It wasn't guys that had established track records of here's what I am at the NHL level. I know what he is at University of North Dakota because he coached there for bleeping ever and recruited well and one. I don't know that he's a winning coach in the NHL.
1: And what happened with Grubauer? You, you knew there was going to be a dip in perfor- in if not performance then in numbers leaving Colorado that goes without saying. But it's saying, not but even the numbers cuz the environment
2: he's playing in is not that leaky. It's 18. a strong defensive club relatively yeah. speaking for, you know, where you they rank up against, you know, creating offense not great. We knew that. Defensively, the, the environment's pretty good. He's gone from Vesna finalist to worst Goalie in the league, and that's environment adjusted. That's not just like, hey, those are the good teams; those are the bad. Yeah. That's adjusted for the quality of shot he's seeing. It's a remarkable fall from grace, and it's so bad that he has to bounce back and be significantly better next year. Like it's that much of an
1: outlier. Thirty losses, yeah. You're going to Seattle from Colorado. That's going to happen. But the 890 save percentage, you're you were a Vesna guy to be that far sub nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Colorado was a very good team
2: last year, but not, like, super tight. No. Like, they got a lot of guys that love trading chances there. Like, And I'm, I'm not knocking Colorado, but they weren't... It wasn't like you're watching Carolina play when it was Colorado last year. So he went from an environment that wasn't easy, necessarily. It was probably okay, or middling, to an environment that's probably quite similar. And the numbers are just dramatically different.
1: So Hackstall, perhaps... We don't and, know anything about contracts. So and I admit I, I would not have thought about it if, if Frank had not brought it up. It just feels also well, you're one of an, an expansion team. Of course you're not gonna fire him. Now for Winnipeg with Dave Lowry, if you were to say at the start of the year there could be a coaching change, you, know, you could probably see that knowing that Paul Maurice has been there as long as he has been. Well he's
2: an interim, so let's let's call a spade so, a spade. Um well or is he? I guess the, the no, real I, question is did Palmerie step aside or was that a conversation with the Winnipeg Jets about, hey, we need you to step aside? I don't know that we'll get the answer. But that seems to be how they do business. They've had one GM and they, 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 there's, there's a lot of loyalty there. Were they picking their next head coach or were they test driving Dave Lowry? I don't know.
1: I'm with you 100%. There's, if there's a team that is, we're going to wait, we're going to be cautious, let's not do anything hasty. It is that franchise from top to bottom. So I would be surprised that if you hear this weekend that Dave Lowry is out, unless it's uh, uh, Dave's moving on, you know, if they frame it in that sort of scenario. But I'd be shocked if he's, if he's gone this weekend. Just because they're so, they plod away at the things that they do.
2: Big three weeks for Rick Bonas and Dallas you want to go on another Cinderella run, you can keep coaching there. Other you want to leave in round
1: one or miss the playoffs? See ya. Feels like that, doesn't it? How old's Rick Bonus? Not young. Right? Like, that's also a situation where it could be a mutual type of a deal. He's 67. Not that old, I guess. But um, I can see something happening there regardless. If it's a first-round exit or they miss, I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to miss. No, I think way. they got to go on a run. That's totally. Yeah. Okay.
2: Blaschel and Detroit, we've been waiting for it for, like, four years. That's That one's crazy. But it's also been the roster's been so bad. Like, are we really thinking that, boy, if Blashell just coached them up better? Like, they're finally actually showing signs of being competitive this year, and the
1: roster's actually finally got some players on it. And that'll be more of a forward move than what Blaschel's done, right? Yeah. It'll be, we've yeah. got some real key pieces in here like, now. This is seventh year with them?
2: They weren't good for any of those well, years. Well, he's,
1: yeah, he, uh...
2: So it's Came like, in after Babcock, and I, I almost give Detroit credit because a lot of organizations would have been like, rotate another guy through, rotate another guy through. Like you look at the flames in the nineties, they just ripped through first time coaches or like wash ups. And it just, you could build no culture, no continuity. Cause you were always thinking, oh, we'll just blame the coach, blame the coach. Well, the rosters weren't good enough. Right. Why do you hate Pierre Paget? Right. Or Greg Gilbert.
1: Why do you hate Gibby?
2: They're Don Hay for a heartbeat. Like, I, they're not bad coaches. They had bad rosters. Or the other
1: Sutter brother. Which one? R- was it Rich? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> not
2: Rich. Brian.
1: Bro- well, Brent. Brent, I know. Brian, too. Yeah.
2: But I'm talking 90s. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Um. So the point being, like, the easy thing for Detroit would have been to fire Blashell five times by now. Yeah. But they've stuck with it because you know what? He's probably good at his job, and it's been, they can acknowledge it's a bad roster. They're not selling Young Guns pamphlets outside the front door, pretending this team was good four years ago.
1: But there's some real pieces there now. Yes. And who doesn't trust the VY and the choices he yes. makes? I have, full f- I have full faith in his abilities. And what did
2: they give up to get Nadelkovic? Not a bad move. Is that their answer? Well, it can be a stopgap and they can go address it elsewhere. They've got Varana up front. They have the Swedish forward who's having a monster year, Raymond. Not to mention Moe Sider on the back end.
1: Bertuzzi's like, a player.
2: Larkin's there.
1: They just signed uh, was it Edvinson, the first rounder from a year ago or two years ago. And is he the monster goaltender? Is it no? That's and they've also got uh, Costa, the goaltender. Costa, yeah. Or Costa. So they're they're moving forward probably in a hurry. So it's friends of Stevie. Y. do we see uh, is Chris Draper going to be the next head coach or, or of the Detroit Red Wings?
2: Or is it, was he not upper management? I feel like he was angling the other well, way. Well,
1: he's got a gig there, yeah.
2: Or it's this isn't the year to, to fire my coaching bullet. But it's a one year deal he's on now. Maybe it is time. It's seven years.
1: Jeez. I think it's a, it'll be Stevie you might Y. Be like no one the longest
2: who... tenured coach in the league outside of Cooper. Like, that's crazy. Flash
1: Yeah. It'll be Stevie Y having his eyes on a specific guy or a short, a short list of guys. And when they become available, then. Then you pull the trigger. There's
2: an assistant there as well. Yeah.
1: So, who else? So, okay, we've got, uh, we got a question mark. We got a. Uh, I
2: think Edmonton has to re up Woodcroft, who was always highly touted and has, I think, made dramatic improvements to those. Take that back, Brett. You want to take that back? Been great since he got there. He has been. The, re- the record has been un- undeniable. And I've got to make sure it's Jay, not Todd, who's running Vermont, or Craig, who is coaching in, Those are more than one. in Belarus. The-, the Woodcroft brothers, they love coaching. I didn't know
1: there were that many. There's so many. And they love coaching internationally for any country. And which one's this one? This is Jay, I believe. Hopefully they get it right and they don't hire full-time the wrong Woodcroft. Well, Todd's brother. all
2: right, too. He was assistant in Winnipeg for a while. Like if
1: Jay's like, what, what's, what, what, what about me? What do I got to do? I gotta do?
2: And on the same page, I think Florida re-ups Andrew Burnett because, geez, that's gone brilliantly. Nashville, John Hines.
1: That was another, hmm, higher. But it's been going pretty good. It has been going pretty good. Now, is he a guy, is he a coach that has a really good goalie? Or is he a good coach that surrounds his good goalie? It could be both. All right.
2: Uh, and then your boy in Philly, Mike Yo,
1: is, oh boy, up, see ya. Yeah. Uh, mean, in fairness, I think he's our boy. I don't think I get ownership. You're the one, Yo. you're the one playing clips for six months. I play clips for everyone. <laughs> but Mike Yo has not been the guy
2: anywhere. He keeps getting deals though, doesn't he? I mean, he's an interim, but still, it's not happening.
1: In St. Louis. Oh, we're bringing in Hitchcock. What? I thought, yo, well, yeah, he's kind of, no,
2: and it feels like Marty St. Louis is going to happen, but he's going to leverage this thing to get
1: paid. Good for him. Why not, right? Yeah, get
2: Good some of that him. Molson
1: money. Because you get the as as Frank said, you get that the boost when he came in, but I think there's some players you saw it with Caulfield specifically, where his play turned around on a dime as soon as St. Louis got there. Surround if if it's. If St. Louis needs to be the player's coach and the good guy or, or whatever and surround him with, with other more established hockey guys as assistants, then you do it. You need some good, talk positive vibes. I think Hab fans in that city, that fan base, would be very happy to see Marty well, St. hang around.
2: Yeah, and you know what? It was, it was a fun opening few weeks. Are they going to be good next year? I don't think so. It's a tough division. Like Even if things go right for them and you have a healthy carry price and you're not missing, you know, defensemen for the whole year and Jeff Petrie does want to play hockey again, at least look like he wants to play hockey again. Well, they, are. Like they You're still in a division yeah. with Florida, Tampa, Toronto, Boston, an improving Detroit club we just talked about. Ottawa theoretically should be better. Buffalo, we have seen market improvement. Like you're still
1: – how are you getting in? If they don't have that run that they did, you would think about the Montreal Canadiens – in the same, you'd look at the standings and be like, "That's what they are. That's that's who they are." Yeah, at- they,
2: they would have missed the playoffs this year at that same clip they played at last year in a bad seven team division. Right, they would have missed. They would no oh, eighty eight points. Who didn't get in?
1: So, you think St. Louis stays?
2: Yeah, I do. And again, like it's, I think this isn't lost on Montreal's ownership as well. They fired two coaches and one GM in the last year and a half. They know they weren't a perfect team that suddenly just got injured that was a bit of uh pixie dust that landed on them last spring so does that
1: cover it for this weekend because then you go round one and all bets are off
2: yeah if a heavily favored team gets upset you can go
1: if somehow colorado doesn't win bednar's, bednar's probably gonna lose his probably job gonna be gone
2: and i i always think back to the the year that Tampa had the best regular season we may ever see in our lives. It was like 128 points. They get swept by Columbus. Corpusalo and Merzlikens were like 980 goaltenders. It was crazy. It's like two of every hundred pucks went in. Like, how are you going to beat these guys uh, in this two-week span? They were lights out. And there was legitimate talk about John Cooper being like, okay, well, you know what? That's
1: a huge failure. Maybe we don't. 17-18, 113 points, 54 wins. 54-1. And then got blue-jacketed. Old Torts. Where's Torts? Can we get Torts back in the league? We got to get Torts. Where are we taking them? Philly. <gasps> Dean. Philly. Here's the thing. I think we need to put Torts in a spot where the team's close to breaking through and no. being a playoff team. No. That's That's what he does. He comes in and he pushes you to the playoffs and gets the most out of a good team.
2: He will get them between 9th and 12th in the East. Fan base will be insane. Nothing will be better than Torts, Philly fans, and that expensive veteran-laden roster. Oh. Yeah. Bring him back, Dean. I want him back regardless. Um, Where else is he going? Detroit? No. Uh, Maybe Dallas? I don't you need a market that care. Chicago. Chicago or Philly? American coach. Big markets to care about hockey. Let's go.
1: What about Pittsburgh?
2: They're not firing their guy. Their guy's great.
1: Clock's ticking. No. Got a couple years. Ovi's getting older. Uh, Sid's getting older. Malkin's getting older. You changing the coach now? What are you talking about? I'm talking bringing in torts. You're no. not taking torts to Philly. Torts comes in where a team feels like they're close to breaking through.
2: Did you hear the Philly ownership talk? They think they're close to yeah, breaking through. They're look, idiots. They're going to chase Torts. That's where Philly's at. They're not, in, they're not in that spot. Well, they don't think that, but you're right. That's why they'll chase Torts. How about this? Three years left on Mike Sullivan's deal. Vegas. Oh. Come on. Come on. Yes. Let's go. Yeah, you're right. Let's go. I'm in. Pete DeBoer out. Torts in Duma. Can we get a? Oh, come on! Ride with us. Are can, you in? You, oh, I'm in with that. You that, that would be oh, great. I, I didn't even have Vegas written down. No. Wow, huh?
1: Wow wow wow, 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 wow. Torts at the wow. tables? Oh, torts in Vegas. All oh. the hating all the pomp. And certain, he'd be like, <laughs> they'd have the, the marching band out for him when he gets off. He's he'd just, be like shoving the drummer down the stairs. The get out of here! All the Blood pregame
2: stuff they boiling. do. Boiling. Oh, you'd hate
1: that. Just he receiving.
2: would hate it seething
1: but you know when he he kind of if he gets the chills and the sniffles there he gets that kind of sweater and he puts the the yeah, vest the so, yeah. you wouldn't need that in vegas you'll be nice and warm there torts let's
2: go oh man can we get a torts montage just for for the memories uh
1: yeah i can probably do that for oh, you thanks, dude. i'll try and find that for you uh um, another
2: name we didn't mention because he got two years left on his deal sheldon keith in toronto Again, it's Toronto. They've been very patient. How long can they be? I don't know.
1: Man, I, I, I guess think it's depends. a it coach, but who knows? If they completely soil themselves, yeah, in a first round like, loss.
2: Like here's what happens if they play their tails off, go to a game 7 and lose to Tampa. And we all know Tampa's just a better team. Like yeah, I know. Is there, do you really have to tear things down and say Kyle Dubas is this and Sheldon Keefe is that and these guys here can't win? Like, is that, like, That's going to happen, and it's going to be one of the greatest overreactions of all time Like, if it goes that way. Now, if they get pumped, they deserve that. But look at Tampa's roster. Look at the last two banners that were handed out.
1: Look at their last handful of games. Cruising. All of a sudden, they're into it. And then, Virk going to join us. We'll do some What You Want to Talk About. It's all coming up. Um, Why do you ask me that question? You're looking to dig up shit. Give me another question. Jennifer. I want to walk. I'll walk. If the cell phones
2: go off, I'll walk. Brooksie, if I want to explain it to you, I would.
1: Jennifer. Played a hell of a game, but that's all washed
2: off from dumbness. I thought we stunk, and you know, I'm not going to give Buffalo any credit. Are you running this press conference here? Jennifer. We sucked. We sucked at a time that you can't suck.
0: You'll probably beat up in the bus stop most of the time. I think so, huh? Next. Hello? Jennifer. That's ridiculous. That damn Twitter. I don't like the way he does
2: business. I don't like him. Jennifer. They scored the ninth one, I think that took the wind out of our sails. He's sick, not eating, puking. That is an odd question. I'm not answering any questions tonight. He sh his pants. Don't ask me stupid questions
1: right now,
0: please. Mrs. Reed? <laughs> Hi, this is John Tortorella. I'm in the middle of a press conference here. We got
1: shit for luck right now. That's ridiculous. He's sick as a dog. Sportsnet 960, we The Fan. We need
0: him back. You're locked on Boomer in the Morning. Sportsnet 960, The Fan.
1: Bridgestone Arena tonight, six o'clock puck drop. Flames and Predators. We will be so much smarter tomorrow after 13 games tonight. Goodness, who's winning? Who's losing? Who's moving up? Moving down? Who are we gonna
2: We're going to need an now? extra hour tomorrow. Will we start the show at five. And oh, never mind. We'll just keep it the same. Well, I mean, if you you uh, you go ahead. Oh, I can't. Merrick's after me. Can't be smarter than that guy. No. What shot? Your-
1: what a shot? What? Wow! He's got all the guests. He's just out of the no, gate. You right. Can't top that. No, you can't. Our next guest, also, you, you can't top ad now. No, you're in can't trouble. Can't be beaten. Do not follow yeah. this act. MLB, NHL Network, Cinephile Podcast, uh, among all of the. Uh, I mean, so much other. We'll be here all day. We start reciting this well, business card. About his NBC Olympic stuff. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, Peacock. Yeah, fancy suits. Yeah. Did you get to keep all your Peacock clothes, or did you have to give them back?
0: No, I had to give him back a bunch, but I did get to uh, keep a pocket square because I didn't realize it mm. was in my suit. So that's my souvenir for my peacock. Day. No, that's you stealing. Guys are too calm, by the way, they, they, really,
2: they didn't give
1: yeah, it to I, you. I you stole that.
0: Well, I don't know necessarily call the thief, but <laughs> that's, I do the I mean, yeah, I
1: mean, you didn't pay for it, and it's <laughs> in your you're loaning. Possession, it. You'll return it eventually. It there. The next Olympics. Did you get any cool like uh, the, yeah, that's what they call the the swag, like an NBC jacket or a golf shirt or? Toque, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah,
0: it's so funny you mention that. though. I was, I was just watching Bill Hader on Kimmel, and he said that his daughters were convinced that Jimmy Kimmel was a sweatshirt manufacturer because when Hader would do the show, the swag he would get is a Jimmy Kimmel sweatshirt. So his daughters like, hey, when are you going to go get some more Jimmy Kimmel sweatshirt? Like we got to go. Yeah, that guy's like a really big deal. Like he's, Fancy, he's, yeah. You know, manufacturing these
1: things. When's that Summer <laughs> Kimmel line come out? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> That guy also has a TV show, as it turns out. Wow. <laughs> So we were talking to Frank Cervalli. He's Philly-based. He's our NHL insider last hour, and we were talking about coaching changes in the NHL, and he expects there could be a bunch of them. And you may not know this about us, but we are card-carrying members of the John Tortorella fan club. Yes. And nice. we torts want, to Philly. We want that's what we were saying. Yes. We want torts. I, I said, I don't yes. know that Philly's good enough right now. I feel like torts comes in and tightens the screws with a team that has a chance to win or is close to it, but man Philly plus torts tough, that's a tough combo to beat
0: oh 100 percent and this is the thing as you as you know Boomer I think torts is best when the team is good and then they need to be great and then he just elevates he, just, he, he definitely gets a reaction from the guys and he definitely wears people out but you get him for three years which is the average coaching duration anyways three years of torts is about good first year immediate impact. Second year, take it to the top. Third year, the guys are sour. They get rid of them. But I was looking at the list, and I'm like, listen, Mike Hill is not going to be the guy, right? He's been very uh, underachieving. The Flyers have Mm. been ever since he took over. Maybe he stays on as an assistant, whatever. But the Flyers want a big name. When you look at a team and say, should you retool or rebuild, the Flyers should actually rebuild, right? They should tear things down for a few years and get better. But that's not what they do. Chuck Fletcher's been given a mandate from ownership: no win now. But like, okay, like we're the fourth worst team in hockey. But okay, fine. We're, we're going to be uh, Stanley Cup champion next year. Fine, got it. Okay. So you've got all these contracts. You know, Kevin Hayes over seven million, Couturier over seven million, Provox around six, uh, Van Riemsdyk like one more year left at seven. Like you've got contracts that are immovable, or you're going to have to just eat some salary and make some moves. So the point is. When you look at the actual roster construction, do I think they could be a playoff team a year from now? Yeah, I think if Ryan Ellis was healthy, if and Hayes were healthy, they'd be a better team. But again, they're one of the worst teams in hockey this year. That's indisputable. So you do have to make a coaching change, and that's where either Torts comes in or Claude Julien, and you have to hope that this team will be immeasurably better. But you're going to have to take some risks. like You're going to have to make some moves on your roster, either trading away young talent, which you shouldn't do because you're in win-now mode, You're going to take on some bad contracts elsewhere of aging players to win now, but ultimately you are putting a lot on the line here for a coach. And to your guy's point, as far as being card carrying members of Tortorella, I'm in. Vigneault didn't work out, but they were a little too laid back mailed it in towards the end. One thing about Torch. He is bringing the fire and brimstone. Mm
2: -hmm. No, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, and, and I just think that fan base, that not quite good enough roster and that coach, it would just be like our jobs,
1: It's so easy if you get those sound bites. We wouldn't even come into work. We would just uh, just play torts torts clips. Just take the the scrum after the game and just put it on repeat. Fire our ass. And and speaking of getting fired, I mean, torts is good at getting fired. I wonder what it's like to be in a spot like that where you know that you're effective at what you do and you keep getting Mm. jobs based on the performance, but you know that your shelf life, that people can only handle you for about two to three years at a time that you are going to completely wear people out by the way that you are, and you will be fired or not renewed.
0: Yeah, it's a hell of an indictment, isn't it? Like, it's almost like... We know that guy was always dating different women. Like, uh, he's a really good looking guy. He's got lots of money, but man, he just wears women out. Like, by the end of two years ago, I don't care. You can keep your convertible, your Lamborghini, and all your fancy money. I, I can't take you. You're too volcanic. You're too volatile. And that's the issue with torch. You would think, like, over time, guys are like mellow, right? Like, you think, oh, he'll, you know, his bark is worse than his bite. He's learned to adjust a little bit, but no, like, instead it goes the other way. Like Torch is more rigid. Like, this is who I am. And as you said, Boomer, I'm emboldened by the fact that I've had success. So why would I change? You guys change. It's kind of like Billy Martin. Like Billy Martin became more of a disaster later on. He went and was less successful. Torch is like, no, I, I am entrenched and firmly in my ways. You change. I'm not going to change.
1: And the Yankees only brought Billy Martin back about what, four times? Six
0: times he was the manager. Of the it was incredible! Like yeah. just, just, Billy just kept coming back what? over and over. It was, amazing. He was like Jason from Friday the Thirteenth. It was amazing.
1: Steinbrenner would absolutely—he'd be just uh, done. You're fired, and then would hire somebody else. Like, well, you're not as good as Billy Martin. Okay, Billy, you know what? We'll be good this time. Come on back. Let's do this. Last time I fire you, I promise. Six times.
0: But just like a movie franchise, it was never better than the first time. If you look at Billy Martin's record, I'm pretty sure like the first time he was the Yankee manager was his best run. He gradually got worse and worse, but George couldn't help himself. He was like, oh, I'm going to catch Lady in a bottle here with Billy. Mm, not going to happen. It is amazing
1: when you think about it, because we've got Daryl Sutter coaching here. He's back for the second time. a lot of similarities. You to go back there. You go back, uh, there are some similarities. I come in, take a good team that's maybe underachieving. We're going to push. We're going to really tighten... Tighten things up, but I am going to wear on you. I'm going to be a lot. So let's get this thing done in a hurry, shall we? Um, speaking of uh, watching Kyle Schwarber the other night, oh yeah. flip out, and then and then I got a. It was a mild flip out here in in the studio. Uh, Ryan said, "Did you see Schwarber?" I, yeah, Angel Fernandez. He's like, I'm I'm that's I'm done. I'm done. That's it.
2: I, I was done ages ago. I'm now at the point where like, how can anyone else not be done with humans calling balls and strikes? They're horrible at it.
1: So you're done not just with Hernandez, you're done with all umpires. That's it. No,
2: I've been done with them for forever. I'm done with people that are even supporting the umpires now.
1: Oh, wow, okay. If you
2: think umpires should be calling balls and strikes, I question your integrity now. That's how bad umpiring has been this year.
1: Well, where do you fall in then, Adnan? Are you on Careful, his, his good side or not?
0: No, I, I, no I'm no, i not to the level there of Pinder, although I appreciate the passion, the fact that you want <laughs> to take on the umpires union single-handedly. Yeah. But I, I would agree that Angel Hernandez to Buckner should not be umpire. Those guys are horrendous. And every year, whenever I work with Major League Baseball players, guys who have been in the dugout, they always tell me, hey, the worst guys to those two. So if everyone unanimously knows those two are the worst, then why are they still at their jobs? And why are they particularly calling balls and strikes? Like again, if it's a union thing, like, hey, you know, I can't get rid of Angel CB, okay, they've been around Put for a while. Put them in third. But just stick them in right field. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Put them in third because the thing is, so many umpires now, they don't care if they blow the call. They really don't because they're just going to go to replay. So if you blow the call first, yeah, whatever, let's go to replay. Okay, I messed it up. Like, there has to be some sort of repercussion. Like, no, no, you make the worst calls 80% of the time to change your call. Well, whatever. Like, the replay will fix it. But home plate, as Pinder points out, with balls and strikes, you can't review those. So you need to have one capable, competent, adept person behind the plate. Other than that, you just put whoever you want. It could be the three Stooges out there, Larry, Curly, and Moe. No, no problem. We'll just fix our mistakes there because they have replay. But balls and strikes and Angel Hernandez? appalling. And I completely understand Schwarber's reaction because many players have felt that way for a long time.
2: Well, and I, I get it. it's It's really hard and I think my point is not that umpires aren't trying, but it's probably too hard for humans to be good at now that we can actually see how right and wrong they are. Like, you can go find report cards on any game umpired. They miss all the time. Every game, even well-umpired games, they will call something that's a strike a ball, something that's a ball a strike, and usually miss one or two pretty badly. It's remarkable how hard this job is. Let a robot do
1: it. It's a very hard job, Ryan. It's a very hard. I wish you would see the other side. Just give them a little buzzer in their pocket. They can look smart. Here we go. Is that what it is? Just give them a... Why not? Yeah. uh, Meanwhile, in hockey, last year, Tim Peel said, I wanted to kind of even things up there. I wanted to get a penalty even. Fired immediately. Yet in baseball, like you yeah. said, Buckner and Angel, and go back, Joe West, like these guys they have been in there forever. What what would it take? How is baseball allowing it to, to continue?
0: Yeah, I think it is just that case. That, like I said, the umpires union is so strong. Those guys are their own entity. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you have Major League Baseball, you have the Major League Baseball Players Association, you have the umpires. Like They it can just kind of determine their own rules, so to speak. And it's like, oh, okay, you come at one of us, you come at all of us, which... Again, if I'm an umpire, I go, no, this guy's making us look bad. These two guys make us all look bad. So let's kind of remove them or figure out a way to, you know, gracefully get them out to pasture. But that's not the way it works. You mentioned Cowboy Joe West. He's not singing, he's not singing, riding off into the sunset. He's going to retire when he wants to, damn it.
2: He's got a podcast now, apparently. That's all right. You know, I just can't wait to hear what all those missed
1: calls you had. Goosh. Um, uh, but I'll say this, Schwarber. Well done on the execution. Excellent tantrum. Right? It was very yeah, good. I was impressed. We threw everything. We got mad. There was sweat. Mm-hmm. All of it. He kind of touched all the bases. Best one I've seen this month outside
2: of my kid by the bowling alley, threw the shoes, lay down, kicking <laughs> wow. on his back in the hallway, <laughs> screaming. It was phenomenal stuff. <laughs> but best since then.
0: So
1: did the shoes it come off for during... For yeah.
0: Fender's kid. Yeah. And for... The best part about Schwarber was the fact that, like, you could understand what he was saying. It wasn't just ranting. me. He was saying, you missed this pitch up and in. Now you missed this pitch low and away. Like, you're screwing up all over the place. Like, at least be consistent in your inaccuracy. And that's the biggest thing the players always say. Fine, this guy's got a big strike zone. He's giving this pitcher the outer third. Well, that's just the way it's going to be all day. But when you give it to one guy and then don't give it to me, well, that's when the guys get frustrated. When you're, when you're maddeningly inconsistent in your inaccuracy, that's when they get mad.
1: So with your kid, did the shoes come off during the kicking, oh, see, or did he like you slide you them off first? Shoes at the end of bowling, right? Because you take gotcha. the bowling shoes yeah, off,
2: yeah, yeah, and then put your shoes on, and then it's just why are we leaving, Daddy? I didn't get my you know, chicken fingers. Like yeah. well, what? A- come on, dude! Come on!
1: Chicken fingers are pretty good. Public though, tantrums. It's, after, it's just uh, like oh,
0: yeah.
1: Did you see Jock Peterson last night? Guy in uh, he gets, he's
0: been having a phenomenal season. Yeah, it's crazy because Jock went from. You picture him with the Dodgers, and he was like one of those guys that you say, "Yeah, but you can have him, team." Meaning he's a good player, but like he's always feels like a spare part. Like, yeah, you can have him. I'm like, all right, great. So I'll go the Atlanta Braves, win a World Series. Yeah, you can have him. Okay, I'll go to the San Francisco Giants, a team that won 107 wins a year ago, and I'll hit six home runs to begin the year. Jock jams, crank them up.
1: He it was what the the Brewers, right? They were in uh, Milwaukee. And they have uh mm-hmm. now it's not uh, it's not fit for air, as they say, oh. but there was someone uh, really giving him the business, called him a uh, well it was quite, its very soft, very soft, very uh you know un unmasculine that sort of oh, thing dear. Mm-hmm. and uh yeah. in the to the point Peterson walks steps out of the box and looks over to the the slash guys that are giving it to him, gets back into the box and puts one deep. To center and then gets to flex. There is nothing better in sport where you have that fan, athlete, mix, and then the athlete gets to stick it right in your keister. And he put it right in those guys' mush yesterday. It was fantastic.
0: Right <laughs> in that guy's mush. <laughs> That's a very good way of putting it, Boomer. And you're right. And anyone, when they get their comeuppance, especially at a game, because you're like, you know, you're there just to heckle. It's like a comedian. Like someone who's heckling a comedian, the comedian gets the guy like, yeah, good for the comedian. Like, hey, it's hard what this guy's trying to do. Jock Peterson's trying not to screw up, trying to do his best. And obviously he's on the road. It's Milwaukee. They're going to boom anyways. But yeah, the fact you get to shove it right in their face, I wish more players would do that because especially when these games are empty. Like the other day, the Oakland Athletics had, this is not an exaggeration, 2,700 fans there. Like oh. you're hearing everything the whole time. So, I mean, if someone's barking at you, you got to be able to answer back too.
2: What's happening there? We, we we read a, a news story the other day, like, yes, the fans are pissed. Yes, they're trading with their best players. Yes, they somehow asked for a ticket price increase when all this was happening. They're now not even removing feral cats. There's like thousands of cats living in the stadium, and uh, the Humane <laughs> Society's given up. It's like, we can't win. We're leaving the cats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's more proof all dogs go to heaven. And for the cats, they've taken over right now. I mean, They've got to somehow get a sponsor of Catwoman. You know, the Batman was a big hit at the box office. Bring back Catwoman. Halle Berry's there. Figure out something because there's no question they need to be revitalized somehow. I mean, for years, everyone said the Coliseum stinks. You've got to get a better stadium. And I always thought they should go to San Jose because at least San Jose, Oakland, you know, close enough. To, um, and at least you have, a, obviously, San Jose very profitably. seen how good the Sharks have been. Obviously, lean times now on the ice. But off the ice, it's been a very successful franchise. And there's a lot of money there in Silicon Valley. So, Oakland isn't what it once was, particularly that arena. Look at what the Warriors did. You know? I mean, they they moved from Oakland to San Francisco. You go to Oakland to San Jose, make things work. But, of course, the Giants have just put up their foot and just said, you know, we're not going to let you guys move because it's a very, you know, territorial issue. We want to be the team in the Bay Area. And it's been a real sticky mess for baseball. I mean, when when you've got only so many franchises and one team where literally nobody's showing up, it's horrible. And there are legitimately passionate A's fans. I mean, everyone – I've ever known who has been there and traveled there. Dallas, Braden, former A's. Oh, they're great fans. There's just not a lot of them. Like, it's a very niche audience. But the 10,000 there go nuts. Look at a playoff game, the A's. You'll see, like, the black hole. It feels like a Raiders game kind of thing. But uh, it's a mess right now. I don't know how it gets better.
1: So what's going on in your, uh, your work life these days?
0: A lot of pucks right now. I, I was working with Kevin Weeks the other day and uh, Mike Johnson. You know, we're having a good time with the last week of the NHL regular season. Brian Lawton. I mean, just breaking down the fact that Vegas. I mean, I mean, this game tonight's gonna be massive. I mean, if Vegas loses to the Stars in regulation, as you guys know, they're done. And I always root for the matchups. Like I always just say, okay, I want to see Avs Golden Knights first round. To me, that's enticing. With respect to the Stars, it's just not as sexy. So I was pushing for the Canucks. Obviously, just thought it was a good story. Cheering for Gabby, but uh, Vegas and Dallas is the big the big question right now as far as NHL Network is concerned, which is where I've been primarily. Uh, been doing. And tonight I'm doing On the Fly, which is our NHL recap show. So I'm going to be in at like 9 p.m. out at 2 a.m. It's a fun little shit, but bad for business. Like, you know when you're young in your 20s and 30s, hey, let's work till 2 a.m., go home, guzzle some Pepsi, have some pizza, watch a late-night movie. No. Now you go home and I "I wish I could take a sleeping pill. i got to be up at 7.30 with the kids. It's going to be tough tomorrow. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I hear you.
2: Keep an eye on Bridgestone there. The Flames Preds tonight on the fly.
0: Mm. Yes. I will have all those games locked up. Yeah, Preds, by the way. I mean, that's a fun team. I mean, a little, little dicey down the stretch because that tough schedule, but don't worry. I'm, I'm waving the flag for the Flames every chance I get. The other day we had a Flyers inside I said, listen, you know I love the Flyers. We'd love to see Goudreau go to Philly, Jersey guy, but the Flames GM said we're going to move heaven and earth. Johnny ain't going anywhere. Goudreau for life as a Flame. Oh, look at that.
1: Johnny's one away from 40 goals. Kachuk's got 40. Lindholm has 40. Can't Johnny the can, slouch on the line. He can join the Bulk 40 goals. Hey? I, I, yeah. Think about that you know, at that,
0: tonight. That's we well, that's what we've talked about. That's a good nugget ice. Maybe I'll get that on camera now. I'll say I'll courtesy my friends at nine sixty. Yeah, not sure yeah. if you guys are aware. Because there's there's thirteen forty goal scores in NHL this year, which is the same amount as there was the last full hockey season, but there's three guys with thirty nine. So we could get to sixteen, or even seventeen mm. when it's all said and done. And the fact that we haven't had multiple flame hundred point guys, which is now least we're bringing him up, Mike Bullard. Back in eighty-seven, eighty-eight, and Hawk and Lou. Yeah. Hawk and Lou, one of the all time mm. great. Well, you do
1: players. love Hawk and Lou, do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do love Hawk and Lou.
2: No, was that the same Mike Bullard that had that late night talk show that wasn't funny? Different guy.
0: I mean, it was not Open funny. With Mike Bullard. <laughs> You're right. It was How awful. did that guy
2: get a job? You're kind of in the show business side of this thing. What's what? Tell us, Give us a Mike Bullard take here.
0: So I was at Ryerson. uh, This is 96. And that was when Mike Bullard began his show. And so me and my buddy Hoosh, we went to go see him uh, because we wanted to see Russell Peters, who we love. And Bullard made some joke in his monologue that was something questionable against South Asians or something something like that. But it actually cut to me and Hoosh. And he's of Indian descent. we, We both looked like annoyed. And I was like, oh my God. And, and we don't know in the moment we made the show and after two, I was like, hey dude, like he made some joke but he used to and there's that dude who's looking bad. So, Russell does his bit. He's awesome. And then afterwards, Bullard kind of talks to us because we're kind of lingering. We're like, hey, you know, we're, we're a we're, uh, first-year Ryerson, you know, on TV. And, he, you know, he helped you. get. He's like, oh, you guys family with Russell? I'm like, what? So now we're even more. i like, hey, Come not on, every brown geez. guy. And I I go, I go, no, I go, no, we're just, we're just big fans. I don't know. I don't the guy in my life. I, he's from Branson. I'm from Kingston. I'm like, no, I, I just want to. I'm just big fans of Russell Peters. Okay, cool, cool. So we actually tried to finesse. He felt bad, right? Hey, you guys cousins? Uh, no, uh, we just like his work. Oh, I'm sorry. And then we're like, we'd love to get a job with Open mic. you He's So. At a, at a pure guilt, Mike Bullard, I think, was going to try and get us a job with his show, but the fledgling show did not last very long. That's my Mike Bullard story for you. Well, is that what
1: you think, Mike? Huh? Is that what you think? What do you mean? We've got to be Game related. Ballard, huh? Is that what it is? What do you mean? That's what you see, huh? <laughs> That's what you see? You could have kept him from ever getting on television. He'd have done us all a yeah, favor. Yeah, he did it to himself. Yeah. <laughs> Mike
0: Bullard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Virk, appreciate that tale. Always something every week.
0: We See can everybody. count
1: on you. Have a good one. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Hockin' <laughs> be well. Hock
1: See you later. Yeah, Mike Bullard, terrible. Terrible television funny, show. Yeah. Un- unfunny. I kept
2: watching it thinking, like, somebody somewhere thinks this is funny or this thing doesn't stay on the air. Like, who is that? Well, he thought he was
1: funny because he was oh, laughing yeah. all the time. He'd be the his... only one laughing.
2: Yeah. He'd be jiggling it's and like just shaking and laughing. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Nothing worse than guys that laugh at their own jokes. Am I right? What You Want to Talk About, brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Do you own a pharmacy? Find out how Calgary Lock and Safe can retrofit your locks to meet the new mandates. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. Yeah, nine, uh, actually, Boomer, it's uh, pronounced miliwake. It's an Algonquin word for... The, great, the good land. The land yeah familiar with that uh boomer will the bat signal now go up when gary batman has a trade to announce it's a good call it's a good shout you could do that at the uh, at the draft just kind of dim the lights and then fire up the bat signal Gary
2: Batman and...
1: we got a try... hey, gary batman batman and... i don't like making fun of people
2: just trying to replicate the sound of my ears mimicking
1: i know uh combopulator was the best thing in the whole show mm, Felt so, forced. so uh, congrats to you she's mvp mvp of the show ryan <laughs> no coffee i guess i have to do it again right yeah. no no, god, no you could don't
2: ever do that again
1: get some coffee for sure uh a friend was a producer on mike bullard's show in the 90s was at a couple house parties with him no he didn't turn off the try hard not funny routine ever oh god yeah, well, when you're that guy, you're you're a hit. You gotta deliver the goods, right? Hey, hey, hey! You gotta Ugh. get a load of me, woof. Um, where? Uh, da, 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 da. I I I just have to say, you guys have some of the best guests: guests, Adnan, Sarah Valley, Brunt, etc. Great work. Brunt well, was it's, awesome today. Yeah, Brunt was really great this week. You're not wrong. I feel like he's fishing. He's in a great mood. Plowing Mother Earth out near Brooks, Alberta. Great show, fellas. Makes seeding time more enjoyable. That's from Albert. Listen to the love we're getting Out from at Springview Farms. John well, Bless we don't you. get it ever. So I figured we. Maybe no, I don't know. It's the last it. few weeks. Mm, getting people loving us up. Gross. Mm. Peel actually didn't get fired. He just got. Uh, he didn't get scheduled for any more games, and then he retired at the yeah, end. Some of that paid leave. Oh, oh baby. okay. Yeah, yeah dude gotcha. So he didn't. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, he just decided to leave.
1: Just like Maurice and Winnipeg, right? Mm-hmm. It happens a lot. Uh, I thought everyone hated Torts since he doesn't like skill. No, no, no. Look, he's prehistoric,
2: like old man hockey guy. But the sound bites are phenomenal—ten out of ten. I think he's actually a good coach,
1: and behind the media act, actually a really good guy. That is—that is fact. Is that he's actually—he's actually a very good human. Yes, um, but he. And I, I don't think he wants you to know that. Frankly. No, he'd
2: rather not. Like I'll Most tell guys, a story right now that he'll be upset that someone will hear. He was asked to speak at a coaching conference. Conference. Uh, there was going to be a fee paid to him for speaking. And he said, well, if my schedule allows, I'll do it. But I'm going to waive that fee. I'm going to donate that to a dog rescue in the community because that's where my heart's at.
1: He's big into, into he animals dogs. and that. Uh, has, uh, I believe his son was mil- in the military yep. and all that. He does a lot of good for a lot of people, and I feel like he doesn't want you to know that. No, he'd rather
2: not. He'd rather get uh, tell you you were pushed at the beat up at the bus stop when right? you were a kid.
1: It's like uh, the Undertaker. He doesn't want you to know when he's carrying groceries for old ladies out to their car. Is the Undertaker doing that? You can't have it, <laughs> right? It's breaking kayfabe. You can't have it. Could Kane he doesn't do go it? With, doesn't go with the gimmick. Kane no, couldn't do that. Kane pushed old ladies in. Yeah, that makes the more day. sense. Yeah.
2: Kicking the wheels off their carts.
1: Who was the guy you called a while back and you played him Jan Arden insensitive? Now, that was funny. I could not stop laughing all day. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember. <laughs> was, no. I don't remember at all.
2: No, it's a, it's a middle manager at the... Uh, yeah, he's, just, he's,
1: a, he's a middle manager. He's a middle manager.
2: manager. So. Got a new haircut, though, that guy. Torts
1: as coach. Did you?
2: <laughs> Two weekends ago. Ah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah! I love seeing
2: that guy.
1: After you boys went on hiatus for a week, listeners have realized mornings are better with you than without. You. Yeah, we, no, we're annoying
2: jerks, but what do you do? Um, not have us in here? Yeah. Telling
1: dumb jokes, laughing at each other, yeah, calling right. each other names? Um,. Thoughts? What do you think about tying the shutout record for the Flames uh, from Kipper? No, I uh, better hurry. Yeah, you got <laughs> maximum three ch- three tries.
2: Probably here. maximum two. I don't think you're rolling them on a back-to-back clinched
1: ahead of the playoffs. And if they do, I'm not coming to work next week because you will. Oh, okay. your head will have popped off your shoulders. You don't have to worry. I'll, I won't be. I'll, I'll be <laughs> orbiting the Earth.
2: you <laughs> will be able to attend.
1: Uh, Flame stock, Rick Ball. From yeah, Rick Paul. from Nashville, we'll yeah. get out of the way and get to uh, get to Rick down. So we're up, Nashville. Rick. We're calling in seven minutes. Legends, uh, Tootsie's. Uh, which one? Uh, which one was it last night? Rips. Uh, what you want to talk about? Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Operate your locks with the touch of your phone. Upgrade to smart locks with Calgary Lock and Safe. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. and See you tomorrow, buddies.
2: Zip. Batman and.